0: Morning. morning. I'm going to try and not, um, as you know, I literally do these little recordings on my phone, so I'm sorry about the sound quality and the popping sounds and stuff. I'm trying to back off away from the phone. I you used to do that. I think Anchor's probably changed, uh, made the microphone better. I don't know. But um, yeah, uh, I wanted to talk about something. I, I remember like for a very short period last year, if I had 10 sessions with a therapist, and. Uh, I kind of got the f- impression, the feeling that she used to look forward, not look forward, but I get the, got the impression that she kind of learnt quite a lot from my like conversations and stuff. Um, and I was talking about, I remember I was talking to her about um, more creativity and I was also talking about, because she was asking me about my music and so on and why I don't do it anymore or why I'm not doing it and so on. And um, I was kind of like, well, I was trying to explain that I feel that with creativity, there's a beautiful sweet spot between being naive and being experienced. And I really believe that's between the ages of teenage and up to about 34 are the peak, for me, the peak periods of creativity i found. And also I've seen it in loads of other artists as well. And that's not always the case, but a lot of the time it is. And I was trying to explain that, that how important it is for your creativity to not know what you're doing. And not many people talk about this concept. I've only ever seen one person, I've only ever seen one person talk about this, and it was KRS1. And as soon as he said it, I th- it rung true. I thought, what? He's the only other person that's seeing what I'm seeing. And so often, people, I think creativity, like learning, knowing things sometimes can really work against you in the sense that when it comes to writing songs and when it comes to writing songs, you're not actually doing it. This is my theory. And this is my theory as to why fantastic, brilliant songs come in one one swoop, usually in 10 minutes or 30 minutes or very, very quickly. Um, rarely do they come over a long, long, long period of time. Like, the initial idea will be there and then perhaps you'll work on arrangement for, for so long. But the actual initial thing, usually, and it's fascinating to me, and uh, so I was saying... A good portion of that is through na- being completely naive, unaware of what you 're doing and how important that is, and how you can never really get that back and that's that 's why I think creativity is, can be a bit more challenging for me as I get older <clears throat> um but in some ways um skill skill can s- skill can never actually be na that naive i don 't know what to call it guys that naive thing that you 've got that where you simply don 't know what you 're doing but you 're actually creating something very Uh, beautiful and profound um so i was talking to her about this and she agreed with me and i said i said you know and i'm i'm so acutely aware that i've that part that that that's gone you know that part of me is you know is is gone because i can never regain that naivety no matter what i do so i'm just really left with skill and experience and all the other things all the other assets that you've got with creativity but you you never get that back and uh so we were chatting about this, and, and I was saying, you know, somehow we got into the subject of difficulty and struggle, and this really does link into like with creativity and how, and being excellent because it's no coincidence that difficult situations breed um, talent or gift or just not even talent or gift. You you don't have to be talented or gifted to receive an incredible song. It could literally come to anyone. It's some of the most and greatest inventions or ideas that they just come to you in a swoop. No one knows where it comes from. It's, it's it's really perhaps when you're naive you've got more of an open vessel perhaps in your mind or yourself or whatever to actually get and receive these ideas of things because you're not actually creating them I don't believe that like I've always had this kind of feeling like deep down that if I did write a brilliant song I knew I didn't write it I knew I didn't write it because even I would listen to it back and think wow you know I know it's not me and I had this theory years ago and I remember telling it to a producer in the studio and I said, I think I know why people have the difficult second album. And he said, why? And I said, it's because the first one, you didn't know what you were doing and you were open like a vessel and then everybody applauds you and congratulates you and actually worships you for that piece of work, whatever it is. This applies to a lot of things. And um, when you start accepting that... um, uh, applause, um, or, 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 or like you're a genius and all this kind of stuff, and you start accepting that, what happens is you cut off the cord to the actual connection thing that actually did create it. This is my theory, all right? You actually cut off the cord because you're accepting praise for something you really didn't create. Or if you did, you were just a vessel. And if you, if you do that, you will find this creativity because you've just kind of, you've not appreciated where that's actually really come from. I remember watching this woman online saying... Whenever she gets a compliment, I thought it was beautiful, actually. She said, whenever she gets a compliment, at the end of the day, she believes in God. I believe in God, too. Um, Because I was forced to throughout stressful situations in my life. But anyway, I've always believed in God. Music's made me believe in God more than anything else. And she said, when I get a compliment, I say, thank you very much. But at the end of the day, I, I, I hold it like a bunch of flowers and I give it back to God. And say, thank you, because I know where it came from. I even get shivers talking about that. I just I actually was moved to tears when she said that, and I thought that 's a lovely thing to do and I think if artists did that with their creativity, I think they 'll find they won 't have a second a difficult second album because that connection will be you 've remembered where it came from and you 've appreciated where it came from, and you 've given back that uh, praise to where it deserves, or even if it was a team effort you've you 've accepted that praise as well because you were the vessel, but also you 've given it back to the source of where that song came from and the reason why I believe this is because it ties in with so many times where I've heard a song, even when it's brand new, and I think, I know this song. I've heard this song. I know it. There's something inside. It's, you know, you resonate with it. You're like, yes, that's something. You recognise it. It's not even like you're hearing it for the first time. I've had that experience a couple of times. And I even had that thought when I was a 16-year-old, like, when I was at uh, Performing Arts College. And I remember thinking, damn it. I remember thinking, it's not fair, like... Or the Beatles or this, they've got all the good songs. Like I, In my mind, because I hadn't been really conditioned yet, I always thought this, all the best songs were out there. And they still are, and they're infinite. I, well, they, in my mind, I didn't think they were infinite. I thought there was a limited amount, say, I don't know, 300,000 or a million, I don't know, two million. And they got the best ones. So I've always had this like feeling. And then as you got like, people start coming out, with, like, you see all these self-help things and it's like, kind of confirm all these things that you've had, like you thought, as a, as a youngster, you know? And, um, or religion, or read these books. You know, I've read the many books now that can, can confirm some of these thought, ideas. But uh, as I was talking to the therapist, I went on to talk about difficulty being like a fertiliser. For example, I said, and I remember her being really quite inspired. I swear she was more inspired than I was. <laughs> like, leaving these, like, these little chats. And uh, I was saying to her, yeah, I said, like, you know, difficulty is literally like manure. It's like shit. It's poo. It stinks. You don't want to be anywhere near it it's offensive to others and it is when you're struggling and going through people don't really want to be around you let's be honest but like as people discovered like a millennia ago that you put that manure on on the ground and it was it will grow the plant twice as twice as fast they must have seen it growing through horse peel or something oh right and I suppose the same is exactly the same with creativity or your life or whatever like I thought It's horrible. Struggle is horrible. It smells like shit. It's horrible. But it does, if you use it, if you leave it, it will obviously go putrid and so will you. But if you use it, if you use it as a tool, you will grow 10 times quicker as anybody else. So the harder your life is, the better it is for you in a way, in a bizarre way, especially if you're doing something creative. If you've had a really awful life, chances are, and I use hip hop as my example, chances are you're going to create something fantastic if you use it, if you use it the right not the right way. If you just simply use it, you know. Um So I was I was talking to her about all of this and uh and it was mad because I would never have said all this stuff. I've always known this stuff in my mind, but I never have I would never have that's why therapy is actually really good because it allowed me to express all of these kind of ideas. I didn't have a podcast or anything like this before. This is now my online therapy. But <laughs> But um yeah, I uh I for that reason alone I thought therapy was really good just to even get your ideas out or your thoughts I don't really like going over and over and over the past with therapy, I I use it as a tool to kind of move forward and examine where I'm at, because I've known other people in the past who are literally addicted to therapy and they just don't ever get over the past ever, like literally, just look at your age and think how much longer have I got in my lifetime to to think or even dwell or even have therapy or talk about this stuff that's happened in the past, just continuing it for the whole of your life I don't care how traumatic it is you know what I mean? So, you know, I sounded awful. I don't care how traumatic it is. Obviously, it matters. But you know what I mean? People go through awful, awful, awful things. But there has to be some... I feel, I, for me, anyway, I have to feel there's some kind of, you know, I have to just, you know, I don't know. I'm very kind of... I'm not stoic. I don't think I'm stoic. I don't know. But anyway, point is... Um, the point is, what was the point? the point was it was how you know difficulty and creativity is um difficulty is so important for creativity and I wanted to say just mention about hip-hop because I love this subject I've been researching about hip-hop and now there's tours around New York which I really wanted to do back in the day but it wasn't available then but now it's you know now hip-hop is so important um and the reason why I mentioned hip-hop is because of where it came from and the most unlikeliest, most impoverished, awful place. I think I spent mentioned this before anyone on another podcast, so that's that. Anyway, that's what I wanted to say today. I'll see you later.